0: We're going to be in two places as several of our sermons we connect and we love to connect the old testament with the new testament right please say please nod your heads up and down we see those connections we love to see those connections because it is the evidence that god is the same yesterday today and tomorrow that he is ever never changing and we have a story that, that we may or may not have heard and uh we're going to read through that again and we're going to make some connections with with a passage in Matthew as well. So you might need to pull out your little tab. You might need to get your little ribbon that is in there, your little crocheted bookmark. We might need that today. Uh, we will use that. But to begin with, would you stand with me again for the reading of God's Word? We will be in First Samuel chapter 21. First Samuel chapter 21. I like to remind us that if you think the Old Testament is boring, then you are not reading it. There is so much life. There is so much going on. 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1. David went to Nob, to him, Ahimelech the priest. Ahimelech trembled when he met him and asked, Why are you alone? Why is no one with you? David answered Ahimelech the priest, The king sent me on a mission and said to me, No one is to know anything about the mission I am sending you on. As for my men, I have told them to meet me at a certain place. Now then, what do you have on hand? Give me five loaves of bread or whatever you can find. But the priest answered David, I don't have any ordinary bread on hand. However, there is some consecrated bread here, provided the men have kept themselves from women. David replied, Indeed, women have been kept from us, as usual, whenever I set out. The men's bodies are holy, even on missions that are not holy. How much more so today? So the priest gave him the consecrated bread, since there was no bread there, except the bread of the presence that had been removed from before the Lord and replaced by hot bread on the day it was taken away. This is the word of the Lord thanks be to God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we are overwhelmed and overjoyed every day when you meet us, when we recognize your presence, when we see and feel and hear the Spirit of the living God in our presence. We are grateful every day for who you are to us, Lord, and we pray these things in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. In this passage, this is David is running away, and he goes to Nob here, and he goes to Ahimelech. And Ahimelech, Ahimelech he, he's trembling when he meets him. Now that seems a little bit odd. Why would he be trembling? This is David. He is one of those. This is not a normal conversation. This is not a normal visit to the tabernacle. This is not something they would they normally saw. They didn't get a lot of visitors, right? They didn't. They, they were they were set up so that they would be the protectors. They would be the ones that would go in and meet with God on behalf of the people and he found it weird that David was alone now that may not we may not catch that but but at this point people They didn't like David. They didn't like other people. There was always someone after to get those, after those that were in charge. So it was very odd. You didn't go without attendance. You didn't go without, and and attendance don't mean people that are waiting on you. They mean people that are there to protect you with their swords and other things. They go with you. That it was very odd for David to be there by himself. Really would have been against their custom. And he says, why are you alone? Why is no one with you? And if we read this and we're thinking about what is going on here, the next part that we hear, we love to say that David is a man after God's own heart, right? But we also know and recognize and regularly say that that David is a man of much failure as well, right? This is one of those failures. We don't, we don't really see that a lot of times in this passage, but if we're reading this clearly and we're catching this. David answers Ahimelech the priest. So he is in the tabernacle. The presence of God is there. He is asked a direct question from the, high, the priest here. And Ahimelech asks him, why are you alone? And David answers him, the king sent me on a mission and said to me, no one is to know anything about the mission I'm sending you on. Was that true? You can all go like this. This is not true. So David is lying to the priest in the tabernacle in the presence of God. I don't think that's really where any of us would like to be, right? But he is on uh, this mission. His people are hungry. He doesn't know what else to do. He is sent away. He is not uh, welcome right now with Saul. Saul is after him. But Amalek doesn't know all this. and, and And he receives this lie. and he asked them though and this is the question he goes what do you have for me do you, we need five loaves of bread we are starving we are hungry we need help he says well, we don't have any bread because guess what what did the the priests eat here so if we see the tabernacle we're in this place on the outside we, we've got the altar there we we have the altar where the sacrifice is made that the priests all the priests there would come and they would do and and there's this labor here that, that was filled with water and and the priests before they would go and they would do they would wash their hands they would wash the feet they would do these things we see once you get inside that you have this little nice pretty gold everything's gold in there it, it I won't go there there's everything is gold in there there's these lampstands that are the only light that you would have in the tabernacle the only things to illuminate everything that is going on there And you would have this table as well and this table is also made of gold and just behind you before you would go into the holy of holies behind the veil behind the curtain there's this little another table that has this incense going the aroma of god this is why you see this in orthodox churches other things they have the little incense there's there's some history there but on this gold, there is a table of bread. sun bread. There were always 12 things of bread stacked up, representing the 12 tribes. And they would bring it out once a week, and, and they would bring it out hot, ready to go, and they would set it there. And you know that those priests are, I mean, you've smelled warm bread right out of the oven, right? It's really hard to, to then set it there and not, not want to, to eat that bread, but they don't get that bread. They get the bread from the week before, and they are to eat of that bread. Now, I don't know about you, but eating week-old bread when there's some fresh bread there and I'm hungry, I think these people had some patience and they had some, some true love for God to do that. This was the bread of presence is what most translations would do. The bread of presence because not that God is in our presence, but that this presence is placed and put in the presence of God. This was the Holy of Holies. This is where God met us. This was inside is the Ark and the Mercy Seat. This is where he came to be with his people. And so at that time, many other religions, other things, they they felt like they had to feed their gods. But see, we brought this bread, but he didn't eat of that. He is not like that. He doesn't need those things. But he had this bread brought in his presence, representing these 12 tribes. And then after this week, when this was over, then the priests would eat of that bread. So Ahimelech there, knowing the need of David, is really stuck in a position to make a really big choice. Is David supposed to eat this bread? Are his men supposed to eat this bread? Again, you do this, no. This is only for them. This is part of the ritual. This is part of their They are not to eat. Only the priests were to eat of that bread. And really, it was their nourishment. This was what they had to eat. With other sacrifices, they received all that they had from those that would come and bring sacrifice in this bread. And Ahimelech here, he makes a decision. Sometimes we are brought to, to a point where we don't have the time to think about it. We don't have the time to study about it. But we, thankfully, have the Spirit that we go in the Spirit to do what God has called us to do. But see, he is saying here, he's saying, I am going to give you bread. Have your men, have they... Re- Refrained from being with women in this time because that was one of the requirements of the priests right that they could not be with that So they they were pure in this ritual sense that that was required to be even be where they were at Uh, They were they were uh, pure in that sense that they were able then to come in and He said if you would do this then I will give you this bread (sighs) Would you be a little nervous? I'm just saying if I'm a himalek here, I'm a little nervous Because guess what? The law says, do not do this. The law says, and everything, and we know that Elimelech, he takes the law seriously. He is consecrated to the Lord. He is filling his life purpose to be in this place, to have given up so much that he is here serving God. His whole purpose is to serve God in this place. And he's being asked in some ways to compromise that law. And he makes the decision to do so. We're going to come back to that. But if you would hold that place, if you would turn to Matthew 12, we're going to hear another potentially familiar passage. If you've been in your Bible for a long time, been a believer for a long time, you will probably recognize this passage. If you're newer, you may not. So listen closely because the word of God is good. Amen? See, this New Testament passage draws upon this Old Testament passage from 1 Samuel. We see now that, that Jesus and, and his apostles, they are wandering around. They too are hungry. They too had no place to lay their heads. They were out doing God's work, they were out learning and training and following Jesus. And Jesus was out, and, and they were hungry. So at that time, it says, verse 1, At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. Now, I think about this story because I overthink everything, because that's just who I am. Anybody else like that? Oh, we've you, got some people shaking their head. We a lot of us are like that. So I'm thinking, I am walking with Jesus on the Sabbath through a field. Am I going to just go ahead and start picking things? Well, I don't know about that. That make me guess what a little nervous. But your stomach's grumbling. You're on the edges. That's the, 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 some ways you're taking others' food. But we know that they would leave the edges and glean. They let people come through. I don't know what's, where this is in harvest. Maybe it had been. Maybe it hadn't. But the, there's this whole thing. But the Pharisees see this and they're upset. But they're not upset that they're taking grain from someone's field that's not theirs. They're upset because they're picking these grains on the Sabbath. Look. They've got that gotcha moment that they're always looking for, right? We see the the Pharisees, they're always trying to get Jesus. And they say, look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Because you're not allowed to work on the Sabbath, right? You can't do things. You can't work on the Sabbath. So they say, we gotcha. And Jesus says, you ain't got nothing. Right? We, We have a Jesus here that says, you think you have me but let me see he doesn't even he likes to teach he likes to go back upon the scriptures he says haven't you read what david did when he and his companions were hungry drawing upon first samuel 21 he says haven't you read what david did because guess what those pharisees they're not going to say no right they're going to say well of course we've read of course we know the scriptures He entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate not just bread, but they ate the consecrated bread that was unlawful for them to eat. It was unlawful except for anyone but the priest to eat. Or haven't you read in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? He says, even think about this logically. You say no one can work on the Sabbath, right? That's what the law says. But what does the priest do? They go in, and they work on the Sabbath. I don't know if anybody knows, I'm working today. <laughs> I think I'm okay. It doesn't make, that's not what the law is about. The law is for us, it is not against us. We see here, this whole thing that he is trying to do is the Sabbath and the law. When opposed to what we are to do and who we are and how we're to respond to things, sometimes we think that these are like mutually exclusive, that they're in, in tension. You know what, sometimes they're not. I'll get to that in just a second. So we see here, he's saying, logically, yes, we are not to work. Yes, we are to rest. But what is that for? That rest is the gift of the Sabbath. That is the gift that God says, we need a break. Anybody else need a break today? Anybody else going to go home and take a nap today? Well, say, thank God. Right? That's Okay. We're in a society that says, you can't take a break. You can't take a rest. They don't know God if they're saying that because he says, no, I want you. You need to. This is your call. It is okay. But those other six days, it's not to be lazy, right? We see the balance of the law. We see the balance of freedom and law. Freedom and law are not opposite things. They work very well together in the presence of the Spirit in our lives. Freedom and the law are good. They're symbiotic. They are, give us what is good for us. They bring joy. They bring peace. The law is good. It was made for us. Being obedient to the law is not bad. It is good, but it is not our God. There are too often that some would make the law an idol. There is also freedom. That who, What is the spirit of the law in our land, in our lives, in this scripture? And Jesus is saying, yes, it's law, but who is there to offer up to God? Who is there to change out the bread? These are good things. This is not work. This is service to Him. I said it's a job, but this is not a job to me. This is one of the ways that I serve Him. That I'm obedient to His call. He has shown me more love in this job. Receiving, giving. Giving. I am privileged to be able to serve him on Sabbath. He is good to me. Or haven't you read the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are innocent? This is a proclamation by him that no, they are not in, against the law. They are innocent. I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. These are his children. He's protecting them. He's defending them, saying, no, guess what? They're in this field, and they're not doing work. They are surviving. They are hungry, and they're being fed. Guess what? We have a God that comes to us and says, if you're thirsty, I will give you water. If you're hungry, I will give you food. If you're naked, I will clothe you. And that is who we are called to be, to have the same heart that Christ has, to do those same same things, because that is the law. The law is to love Him. It is to love others, right? To love our neighbors as ourselves. To love the Lord your God. That is the law. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. See, and we might take this out a little bit at times, right? We might take this out of context, and we might say also, we love to think that God, Jesus came and to change things, right? And I know I've stood here before, I know you've heard it before, but it's a good reminder. God did not come to change, He came to fulfill. He came to clarify. He came for us to better know Him. That he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. This is one example that I just love because we see. We like to think the Old Testament, that the law was the law, and it shall not be broken. Well, yes and no. The law does not oppose the freedom when the freedom is in the spirit, the character, the nature of God. Well, how do we know that? Well, we just read Right, If we go back to 1 Samuel, Ahimelech, the priest, the representative here, he saw a physical need of one of God's people. They were hungry. Made sure they were pure. (laughs) But if we're being honest, (laughs) David was not pure here, right? He had just lied to the priest to get this. We make this passage, this passage to me, and hopefully I'm not wrong, is not about David for a change. This passage to me, and again, I hope I'm not wrong, is all about Ahimelech. He understood, Old Testament, he understood the balance between freedom and the law. That the law is there to reveal the character, the nature, and the love of God. And he says, I'm not supposed to, the law would tell me, do not give you this bread. But God says, have mercy, have compassion, have love, that there is one before me that is hungry. I can't not give them bread. This is the bread of the presence, right? The bread of the presence here. I had a whole nice little story of illustration, funny. It's not needed. Sometimes it doesn't need to have a a, a nice funny story to it, right? Sometimes we get enough from just reading the scriptures and drawing from what we we are supposed to get. Ahimelech says, everything around me, everything in my job, would say do not give this bread but my heart says I can't leave them hungry and the part of the story that we might you might not remember his obedience had consequence part of the story that we need not forget is David's sin also had consequence You see, this seemed like a very small lie by David in this passage, right? I'm just trying to get some bread. Come in. Uh, He he knows it's weird that I'm by myself. It shouldn't be like this, but uh, we need food. The king sent me. Sent me alone. I'm not supposed to tell anybody about this mission. See, Saul finds out. Doeg. One of his servants is there. Kind of sees what's going on. He reports that. Does anybody know what happens? How's this end up for a a It's not good. You see, in his obedience, even he is caught up in David's sin. Because when Saul sees this, he says, you gave them food. You know what his punishment for giving that food was? It was death. Doeg came, struck down, not just Ahimelech, but his family, minus one, Abiathar, which will be a later priest that will serve David well, will not serve Solomon. Those are whole other sermons. But we see that Doeg strikes many priests down here. That David's sin has consequences. Sometimes our sin, guess what, has consequences for other people. We act sometimes like, you know, if I sin, if I just go out and I sin, it's just going to hurt me. That is a lie of the enemy. We are called into obedience because God has a better plan than we have. But when we go, and we go, and we are obedient, we are in peace, not chaos. We can't see. David didn't know that that was going to happen. Do you really believe that David, knowing that, would have made that lie? He wouldn't have. I believe that we know his heart. Just because we have the right heart sometimes doesn't mean we're going to get it all right. Now we believe, and we know, and we call David a man after his own heart, because guess what? He knows how to repent. He knows how to lament. He knows how to ask for forgiveness. He knows to have to come with a contrite heart to God that God can realign, can bring him back in alignment with his will. We believe that he is a man after God's own heart. But guess what? We are too. But guess what? When we sin, when we know what we're supposed to do, we're not supposed to do, and we do the opposite, it has consequences in this world, and it will have consequences in what is to come. There is judgment in this world. But again, I really believe that this story is more about Ahimelech. Because I know, I just, I have to believe that if if David would have known, he would have made a different choice. But here's the thing, I believe that Ahimelech, if he would have known that it would lead to his and his family's, I also have to believe that he would have made the same choice and fed them. He knew the heart of God. Even past the noise sometimes of the law, the law is good. Hear nothing else. The law is for us. Obedience is the way. But when there is protocol to be broken, and it better be for his purpose and his reason and not our own, it is not justification for us to do what we want to do. But there's a reason that these are the greatest commandments, right? No, I do things for the hurting, the hungry, the poor, and the naked, if I'm doing things with the Spirit of God on me, there is freedom in that. And God will bless that. Not in this world. It would be hard to say that Ahimelech was blessed in this world, right? But I believe that he will be blessed. And I believe that he was blessed. And you see we have, we're at communion today. We come, we know that God has commanded this ordinance of of communion. Within the New Testament, many times we see it's not the same as the bread that was in the tabernacle, but we see those shadows, we see some echoes in there from the Old Testament, to the New Testament, that the bread for, but the bread has changed. You see, the bread now is the bread of life, the bread is Jesus, his body broken for us, that is with us, right? We love this, but we come down. But see, the bread of the presence has changed. Before, the bread was called the bread of presence because it is in His presence. But now, this is still the bread of presence. It is God in our presence that have made Himself to be with us. His Spirit with us. His body and blood with us. That we do it out of remembrance of what He has done. But it is also to know that we know that we know God is with us. It is still the bread of presence. He has given us his bread. That there was sacrifice. Just as there was an altar before, there had to be blood, and there was. For us David took the bread but he also gave it to those that were hungry around him when we take of the bread when we take of the body are we prepared also to give that to share that to share the joy, the love the mercy, the peace, the forgiveness that comes at the table We love the bank. We love the the family meal. We love the presence of God with us. But are we ready to take this bread and make it his presence to those that do not know him? Let us pray, and we'll close the service with this prayer. We love this solemn time, but remember, a life with Jesus is a life filled with joy with gratitude, with thanks, and with peace, even among the storms. Every hand that was raised that has a need, you have a God that loves you and is at work in your life. We are glad you are here today to participate with us in this wonderful ceremony. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, that you have given over to us, that we may receive your love, your forgiveness, your mercy, your grace. You are so good to us. Let us not only remember, but let us be disciples as well. Let us take upon the very heart and nature of Christ to put others before ourselves to love our God with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength. Let us take seriously the mission that we have been given in this place to be the hands, the feet, the mouthpiece of our very God to this broken world that needs Him. Let us that receive the bread go and feed Just as on those mountainsides, the multitude were fed with what seemed like not enough. For this world that is broken, that is hurting, Jesus, you, the living water and the bread of life are enough. We love you, praise praise you this day. Let us go in peace and in the love of Christ. Amen. Amen. We're so happy that you've chosen to listen to our sermon today on the platform of your choice. We at Corey Community Church the Nazarene continue to honor our calling to be kingdom people. We rely upon the gift of the fellowship and community to equip each other to fulfill our mission of reflecting the love of Christ to all those that God has placed within our lives. We welcome you to join us on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in Corey, Indiana, just south of State Road 46. God bless.